Welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. This week our guest is William Samuels. of God is limited to a very few, if any. According to the religious systems of the day, the blessings that a knowledge of truth bestows upon suffering humanity, and those blessings are experienced only by those who belong to this or that secret order or church, or those who study this or that philosophy, only by those who overcome, who struggle, who strive, who contend, who demonstrate, who experience illumination and all that bonk, or who take drugs, hocus-pocus, hocus-pocus. We leave and let go the human sense of things, the judged sense of things, and happily discover that we also leave complexity. We return to the deific identity, awareness itself, and find ourselves in a garden of tender simplicity where there is no concern for good or evil, where there's no talking serpent who makes us give values to everything. Things that are seen are simply seen. And they're seen without a critical analysis. And they are seen without a misevaluation. Here, experience and awareness, awareness and experience are one activity. Belonging to whom? To me? To a me sense? No, no. A one activity belonging to the ineffable presence. Deity, or the ineffable, or Godhead, or presence, is a paradox to man who cloaks his measly little bits of wisdom with an aura of profundity to impress others and to feed his own insatiable ego. But to those sincerely interested in ascertaining reality, or the presence, there is an area of breakthrough available, a place of breakthrough. Now listen, listen, where is it? Where is it? We are in the fertile center of that area the very instant, the very instant we stop playing the judge, the great evaluator. And of course, in order to stop being the judge of awareness, we stop being the me sense, the great owner of awareness, the one who says, 
this awareness is mine. Here in judgeless being, tribulations, human tribulations are rooted out, smothered, and returned to their native nothingness. And in its place, or in their place, grows burgeoning tranquility that exists where the elations and depressions of personal judgment seemed before to hold sway. Ineffability is felt as an, well, how to say, felt as an enlightenment, as a breaking through, as a lifting, as a gentle rest, as a rolling up of the scroll, as the lessening of a load, as peace and happiness. Happiness comes with, with a letting go, not a taking on. By ending concern, not developing more, the unencumbered, those who live just as gentle awareness itself, like children, enjoy the now without worry over yesterday or tomorrow or next year. How children joy in fragrances and colors and moving things. Their sweet simplicity is why the world is so wonderful to them. Their enjoyment of the now is why the flip of a cricket or the silent plop of a Pudgy frog is a momentous event. Credulous innocence is their entry into every activity with gusto. It's also why their imaginations run so freely from fancy fairy tale to wondrous dream. Why the sounds they hear seem so sharp sight so exciting and air so crisp and filled with all it's filled with. This childlike simplicity appears to become veiled by the processes of education. Growing up is to become brainwashed, conditioned, and accustomed to playing the pseudo-identity, adult, adulterer, chief evaluator and judge, me-sense, but the unencumbered, the sweet, gentle, unencumbered, but the freedom of angels remain unconcerned with the world's evaluations, even while remaining hyper-aware of everything in the universe. Oh, reality isn't lost sight of. There's no stick in the head in the sand. Our simple childlikeness continues. Our Alertness remains undimmed. Who doesn't speak of the innocence of youth? Who doesn't wonder at the idyllic credulousness of childhood? 
Who hasn't longed for the exhilaration and exuberance of youth again, for the health, happiness, and carefree excitement of childhood? And who hasn't heard the Christ say, except you become again as children? You can become as a child, too as we stop making vain and unnecessary evaluations, as we stop trying to be the possessor and the owner of this awareness and live the instant, this instant called now. What is the me-sense identity? me-sense identity is the one we've lugged around with us from the beginning. The me-sense identity is the one that never knows what to do. The me-sense identity is the one that does too much or doesn't do enough, that eats too much or doesn't eat enough, that exercises too much or doesn't exercise enough, that says the right thing or the wrong thing, that makes the right investment or the wrong investment that stands up when it should sit down and sits down when it should stand up. The missing identity is the one that's a few days and full of trouble. Well, what about this me-sense? Well, one thing we know about the me-sense is that it is, it seems, wrapped up in a body that has two feet and two hands and a head and eyes and ears and all that sort of thing. The me-sense is contained within a body that goes by a certain name, Bill, Rachel, Mary, John, Jesus, The me-sense seems to be uh, limited in time and space. It always occupies a point in time and space. The me-sense always says, I am here, and you are over there. The me-sense is bound by time. It says, I was born on such and such a date. I will probably live so many years. I am at present so many years old. And the me-sense says, my well-being hinges on how well this body feels, how well it is attired, and how many dollars it's got in the bank. The me-sense is a few days and full of trouble. It never has enough dollars. It never has enough happiness. It never has enough friends. If it has dollars, they're lost. If it has friends, they're fickle. 
If it does have time on its hands, it doesn't know what to do with it. And if it doesn't have time on its hands, it wishes it did. The me sense is always concerned about the body sense and how I feel. The me sense looks in the mirror and says, my, 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 I'm getting old. The me sense says, oh my, another wrinkle, another gray hair. The me sense says, oh, how time is flying here. The holidays are on us again. Well, what about this me sense? The me sense says, this life that is mine is made up primarily of consciousness, awareness. I am aware, the me sense says. I am aware at the moment of listening to a tape on a tape recorder. I am aware at the moment of making a tape. I am aware at the moment of sitting in my little study here, listening to the buzz of yon little refrigerator, hoping that the furnace doesn't turn on and drown out all the sound hoping that the dogs won't bark outside again and mess up another tape. The me sense says, I am aware of people, places, and things. The me sense says, I am aware of a body in time and space. And this is what identity is to the me sense, a body in time and space that's so many years old that has had this experience or that one. Let's define what the genuine identity is right here at the moment. The me sense says I am aware because if the me-sense couldn't say, I am aware, the me-sense wouldn't exist at all. Because awareness is absolutely essential for life. As a matter of fact, the me-sense says awareness and life are synonymous terms. I am aware. I am alive. This living is awareness going on, and it all belongs to me, as the words of the song go, it all belongs to me. And who is the me? Why, to the me sense, me is the one who owns this awareness that is aware, right here, right now, listening to these words. Now, when the answer to identity has been found by the what we call the lights of the world the prime movers the founders of the great religions the mystics when identity has been discovered lo and behold a strange thing happens Awareness is retained, 
And the me-sense that owns awareness is seen for the idiocy and the nothingness it is. Let me say that again. Because, folks, as I sit here and talk to you now, I have no papers before me to read. I have no notes to work from. This comes from the heart I am. When identity is discovered, awareness is retained. The me-sense is let go. Right here, right now. Awareness listens to the words on this tape recording. Awareness hears. Awareness sees. Awareness feels. All the seeing that has ever taken place is taking place within this awareness. Right here. All the hearing that has ever taken place or ever will take place takes place right here within this awareness. We can't get outside this awareness to make certain that any hearing takes place anywhere else or that any seeing takes place anywhere else or that any feeling takes place anywhere else. So awareness then is basic. But as I say, the me-sense is let go. The me-sense, the that which says, this is my awareness. Who is this one who says, this is my awareness? Who is it? Is it the body? We say, well, yes, yes, of course, it's this body. Awareness belongs to this body. But has that view of life accomplished anything? It seems to have brought the world to the brink of absolute destruction. It seems to have been searching for happiness for lo, the 10,000 years past, but having found none, it grows old and weary and aches and says, my time is short. The me-sense that is a few days and full of trouble has been disparaged by all the lights of the world. We've been told to let it go, to put it off. So the me who says this is my awareness is just a concept. Who says it belongs to the body because the body is included within awareness. The only place one is conscious of a body is within awareness. Without awareness, there would be no consciousness of the body. Where do we see the fingers and the toes? Where do we see the face in the mirror? Where do we see the protruding belt line or the sagging bust line? but within awareness. Awareness is the primary and that which it includes.
You have been listening to the Urban Guru Cafe. The Urban Guru Cafe is produced in Australia.